I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with coach Josh. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, and we're super excited to get to know you better and um, listen to some insights from you and your team. So one of the first questions I wanted to ask you was if you could tell us about some of the highs and lows from your season. Uh, this season, we, we definitely had both. We started off the season uh, a little slow. Uh, we're, we're losing some matches and weren't playing to the potential that we thought we could. We had some really tough opponents, but even, uh, even those opponents, we thought we could do a little bit better than we had been doing. We were getting nice compliments afterwards from some of the coaches and things, but we really wanted to see where our team could go. So um, we had a team meeting when we were at Rhode Island after we had dropped the, the first match there, and, and the season wasn't going too great. Uh, I think we were probably two and nine at the time. Uh, so not, not very excited about the path we were taking, but we, we knew that the, the potential was there. So we had a team meeting and, and kind of got things together, and that started, um, I believe it was a nine or ten match winning streak at that point. So I know we didn't lose in the month of October. Um, which which really got us going the right direction. It ended with us um, winning the America East Championship uh, regular season, and then we went into the four-team final tournament for the America East. We were able to uh, get by the first round and, and get a win there, and then um, kind of cruise through the first set of the championship. And I think the players kind of thought that um, – that we were, we were kind of done there and they might've taken their foot off the gas a little bit against a, a really good Hartford team. So we, mm-hmm. we had to turn it back around, end up going to the fifth set and um, ended up beating them. I think it was 15, 12 in the fifth. So wow. it, it was a very exciting game from, from the point when you looked at it at the beginning, I think we won the first set 25 to 10 um, oh. and, and kind of thought we were, we were cruising at that point and, and they put their foot down and pushed back. It was, it was a great match to be a part of, really exciting. Um, that earned us the right to go to the NCAA tournament. So from that point, we, um, we had big plans as far as watch party and, and everything going on. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Mother Nature did not agree. Uh, we, the day of the selection show, so the uh-huh. Sunday before the tournament started, we got 23 inches of snow here in New York. So. Oh. The, the restaurant that we were going to go to closed. Um, just about every other restaurant we could find had closed. So we were struggling there. We were already on campus and we had practice to, to get the team ready to travel that week. Uh, and our managers did a great job at kind of calling everybody down the line to find somebody that was open. And, and luckily, uh, one of the pizza joints in the area said that if they would stay open, if we were on our way, they'd be there. So it's kind of weird to be in a, a shopping center parking lot and have three cars there because we were the only people there and the snow was just piling up. So we ended up um, getting our pizza, heading back to the to the facility, and we watched it in our locker room. So that was that was great for the team to be able to be together and do that. We we wanted to do a little bit bigger at the restaurant, but it was nice to to have everybody in the same place, and um, we had a nice 
renovated a locker room this year. We got some new stuff in there. So it was great sitting in there. And then to, to we were the last bracket announced. So we're, we're going down the list and you, you see some where uh, the team is getting excited and everybody's holding their breath and then, oh, it's somebody else. So, okay, well, we're going to wait. And then we go through the next one and everybody gets really excited. And then, oh, it's somebody else. So got down towards the end. We, we knew our name was going to come up at some point. Uh, I've been on the other end where you're, you're an at-large team hoping for your name to come up. We, we knew ours was going to come up. So waiting for that. And then when Texas popped up, the team was ecstatic about, about getting to go there. I don't know how much they were ecstatic about getting to play Texas, but uh, getting to leave 23 inches of snow. And by Tuesday morning, we were on a chartered jet to, to Texas, and it was 75 and sunny when we got there. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the whole experience was, was a great experience. The, the fans at Texas do a, do a fantastic job, the Longhorn Network, everything. It was, it was nice to, to have friends from all over the country be able to watch our match and, and see really what our team had worked hard to do. They've, they put in the work. They, they started off a little slow, turned it around, and, and really put their foot on the gas, and, and it ended with us getting back to the NCAA tournament, which our program has done a lot of times. So lows, highs, everything in between, but we, we had a really nice season. Wow, no, and that, I love, like, how much you told us about it, because I love, I love seeing how, you know, teams get to where they're at, and I'm glad you're able to go to the tournament and, you know, just work hard and end up where you're at, so congrats. Thank you very much. It was, it was very nice. I mean, we, we fly occasionally, do a couple times a year, but when uh, we got told we were chartering, the, the team was extremely excited about that. A lot of teams, uh, Power Five, things like that, get to charter quite often. Yeah. Uh, we don't, so it was it was an awesome experience for them to to be able to stretch themselves out and be able to wander around out on the, the tarmac as we're getting on and off the plane. So <laughs> yeah. it was it was quite a neat experience for everybody involved. I know, I was gonna say that's awesome. That's an awesome experience. So that's so fun. Wow. Well, how did you get to be a coach, Josh? Like what's your story there? Uh, coaching has has always kind of been something I've done. Um, when I was in high school and was a varsity athlete our high school program had some things with flag football on weekends so for the little kids we did like fourth fifth sixth grade those sort of things so the rest of the varsity team we would go out and do that and I I really started enjoying it at that point I tried to stay involved as much as possible Um, I did some refereeing for for little kids some things like that to to be around and help them out because I know as a as a little kid when I was that age I was really looking for different opportunities so the more I could help out the more opportunities there were and that was a great thing when I got into college and and started um, playing volleyball a little bit more competitive I played it when I was younger Uh, we had the Canusa games which Flint Michigan plays Hamilton Ontario and a whole bunch of different kind of mini Olympic type things. I mean, every type of sport you can think of, they have different age groups, all that. So I played volleyball and soccer there, um, but then volleyball kind of ended for me because we didn't have boys volleyball in Michigan. So I was able to get back into it, kind of intramurals, do things like that. And then when I got to Michigan State, they had a men's club team, which I was able to join. So Uh uh, we had multiple teams there. So um, kind of a we always, the top team was always called the green team. We had the second team, which was a white, um, and the third one, and I have no idea where this came from. They were called the posse. Um, so <laughs> that was something that I always kind of wondered and never really got a great answer to, but, uh, being on the green team, I was able to do some coaching and things like that. So I helped out with our second and third teams and, and did whatever I could because 
I knew those guys were just looking for opportunities to play and the more help they had, the easier that was. Um, had various friends that kind of ran club teams in the area that I would help out with and, and do whatever it was. And I was actually working for a state representative at the time. I did legislation. So I, I joked that before I coached volleyball that I quote unquote had a real job and I had to wear a shirt and tie and a suit every day and, and go into the office. And it was something that, that I enjoyed, but I knew that I wanted to get back to sports and I wanted that to be a bigger part of my life. So yeah. spoke with some friends um, that ran a club down in Ohio, Premier Volleyball, and they had full-time staff openings. So I was able to go down there and not just do it on the side like a lot of club coaches have to do. They have to maintain full-time jobs and then also try and find time for their volleyball fix. But I was able to do it uh, 24-7. That was my job. So I kind of got into that from there and worked there for a little over five years, moved on to Ohio University where I was the volunteer Worked for a great mentor, Ryan Tice, who has helped me out to this day. I, I talked to him um, probably once every couple of weeks at least uh, to, to bounce some ideas off him, but did that. Left from there, went out to Montana State and worked out west, was in the, the Big Sky Conference, and then uh, made the move to Albany, New York. So working at the University at Albany, I was associate head coach for four years and then was hired um, a little over a year ago from now to be the head coach. And that's what, what I'm doing right now. So kind of been a lot of different places, uh, not nearly as many as some of my, my cohorts in the game, but mm-hmm. definitely work different levels, different areas. And I'm very excited about the opportunity that I have right, right now. Wow. No. And I love hearing your story because you really have, you've been a lot of different places and it sounds like you've had a lot of good opportunities of, you know, learning and growth. So I think that's awesome as a coach. Definitely. It's, it was hard when I was younger. I said, I'll, I'll move anywhere. There's a job. And then when Montana <laughs> opened up, I said, wow, I guess I got to put my money where my mouth is. I guess <laughs> I, I've said it long enough that if, if there's a job, I'll go. So I, I packed up the U-Haul and, and drove. It was, I don't know how it's safe, but it was the, the biggest U-Haul that they had with my car on a trailer behind. And I remember asking the guy, I said, do I need a license or anything special? He's like, no, you'll be fine. And <laughs> so I, I packed it up and, and drove from Michigan all the way out to, to Montana and <laughs> um, got there. I, I will say I didn't back it into too many places. I made sure I found restaurants where I could pull all the way through, did those things to, to not have to, to worry about backing it up, but got it there. My car made it, all my stuff made it. So it, it was a good experience. Wow. That is impressive. <laughs> and that's a long drive too. It definitely is. And especially when you're by yourself and, and we get, uh, we get kind of spoiled with XM radio and things like that. And trust me, U-Haul trucks do not have that. Um, nor do they have a whole lot of cell service when you're getting through the middle of Dakotas or some of the areas in Montana. So I was definitely uh, struggling there for some entertainment for a little bit, but 10 and two on the wheel and and just keep going. Well, good. (laughs) I'm glad you were safe and that that went well, but yeah, thank you for sharing your story with us. Tell us about some of your most memorable travel experiences. I would say top of the list is actually um, pretty pertinent for when we're we're taping this as yesterday was Easter, but um, I got to spend Easter Sunday in Rome. Uh, I went with a foreign tour with Bring It Promotions when I worked at Premier Volleyball. And we, like I said, we flew into Venice and out of Rome. So we got to to do a whole lot of things. I mean, I, I rode the gondola in, in Venice and checked out all the, the various 
vendors and the glass and, and different things. Um, I didn't make it into the Burger King that was there. I'm kind of disappointed in that just to, to see the difference as to what a, a Burger King in Italy looks like on the inside or <laughs> one that's here. But I uh, got to see a lot of great things and, and wandered around. And it, one of the more interesting, which you wouldn't think would be that, was we went to a grocery store and it was a giant grocery store for, for what they have in Italy. And just to yeah. see the difference in the products of, of what they have there versus what we have here and the fresh foods and um, and all those sort of things. It was, it was definitely interesting to do that. And then to wake up on Easter Sunday in Rome, uh, we unfortunately didn't get to see mass, but it was to be there, see it all set up, go through the Vatican, to, to just be a part of that and, and to be around um, that type of atmosphere and to know that it was because of volleyball. I, I wouldn't have had that chance if it weren't because of volleyball and, and getting to do that. We stayed in the Olympic Training Center outside Rome, so we're staying wow. where, where their athletes were. We had breakfast in the cafeteria, and there were a few, I believe, gymnasts, uh, a couple of soccer players, not many because it was the offseason for most of their sports, but just to see some of their Olympic athletes there uh, training, putting in the, the time and effort that it took to, to be world-class was, was awesome to see. And then to, to wander the streets and, and see everything, that, the history um, that Rome and, and the Vatican City had to offer was, was just a fantastic experience. Oh, no, that's incredible. And Vatican City is so cool. And I think it's awesome that, you know, sports are able to take teams so far to cool places. So that's awesome. I've, I've been to Hawaii for volleyball. I've been to Europe twice. Um, I don't know how many states somebody had on I don't know, Instagram the other day, and it was check off all the states that volleyball has taken you to. And, and I think there's, there's only a couple that I haven't made it to yet. And I, I definitely would like to, to take them off the list because I think it's, it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to, to use sports to, to do those things and, and spread the game is, is awesome. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. So true. Well, the next thing I want to ask you um, is what is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Wow. One thing, uh, I don't know if it's no one knows, um, but I would <laughs> yeah. say that my team, uh, most of the people in Albany uh, don't know that I am uh, the youngest of three siblings. Um, wow. I have a half brother and half sister that are, are older than I am. And it's, it's interesting the dynamic because they have kids that are in college or one's a senior in high school right now. So um, it, it gives me an interesting perspective when I'm talking to my team or talking to recruits when I think that, wow, they're the same age as my nephews. And, and it gives me a little bit of insight into yeah. what they're doing and, and thoughts and those sort of things. Um, so it's, wow. it's been very helpful. My brother yeah. and sister have been great, and, and I would say that's probably, of course, my wife and, and some people around know, but most of, most of the team and most everybody else probably doesn't realize because we are so far away. It's not something that they can just run down the street to see one of our matches type thing. So yeah. them being all in Michigan and me being in New York puts a little bit of distance between us. My next question I have for you is um, about athletes. And so if, you, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be for them? I think first off, you got to do research. You got to look into things and, and see what really fits for you because you as an athlete have a, a certain set of criteria that's extremely important to you and probably has to do with uh, major, has to do with level of play, has to do with area of the country, all those things. And I think doing some of that research really helps on the beginning end because we get, I, I explained to my wife, I'm getting 
30 to 40 emails a day of um, student athletes, uh, prospective student athletes in, in high school and club that, that are looking to play in college. And the ones that have done their research, I think, are, are just a step ahead of everybody else. When they contact us and they tell us, you know what, I'm really interested in your biology program or your criminal justice program or something like that. Some of the programs that are, are highly esteemed here at the university, that is a kid that, that stands out just a little bit more because I know they've looked at it. I understand that everybody can look up scores and, and see how we did in, in our conference play or out of conference, whatever it may be. But those that, that are looking at it a little bit deeper than just the athletic side of thing, I think makes it interesting to, to us as coaches because we watch a lot of video, we hear from a lot of students, but to know that they're not just sending out 100 emails a day to every, everybody that has a .edu email address, that they're actually looking into it, that's something that, that really stands out to us. So when I see that they're, they're looking into our programs, they're going a little bit deeper, and, and I don't think everybody at 15, 16, 17 years old knows what they want to be when they grow up, um, but to have an idea, at least to look at those sort of things or to know, you know, I'd like to end up in the Northeast or, or some way that way. I think those things really help. And, and an old boss of mine had the, had the players put together an Excel spreadsheet and kind of just lay it all out. And, and you're putting at the top categories, the things that are important to you, whether it be size of school, area, um, type of study, um, maybe, maybe those sort of things, maybe division, maybe, um, scholarship, no scholarship, those sort of things that you can put in there, that makes it really easy, I think, for the athletes to keep track of things and to kind of rank schools and move them around. And are you hearing back from those coaches? Are you not? Maybe they, they slide down a little bit. I mean, if, if you're sending something to a coach and it's, it's been three months and you've never heard back from them, make sure that you have some other schools on your list there that you're taking a look at. But every time that a student can, can really put something behind that email, as far as I've looked into this, I know um, that, that your school at least checks a few boxes right off the bat. I think that helps so much to, to really get out there and just be upfront and, and talk to coaches, get back to them. Um, it's, it's disappointing when you send something to somebody and then you don't hear back. So um, you guys send us stuff and we do our best to get back to you. And then we would ask the same the other way around, get, get on those emails, get on those texts, whatever it may be. And just, yeah. even if it's quick, Hey, thanks coach. Appreciate it. Look forward to hearing from you. Or usually it's look forward to seeing you at a tournament, but right now due to the uh, <laughs> yeah. current situation, we're not able to, to get out and do that, but we really look forward to hearing back from those players and, and kind of getting to know them a little bit better. Our transfer rates so high right now that We'd like to, to kind of level that off, and not us specifically, just the, the NCAA in general. So the more we can get to know these athletes, the more they can get to campus, whether it be camps and visits and, and things that we can really get to know if, if they're a good fit, because we may absolutely fall in love with a recruit, but we're not a good fit for them, and, and vice versa. It could be a thing that the, the recruit really loves us, but something about it just doesn't work out on, on the school's end. So the more that we can talk to those people and, and get to know them, whether it be parents or coaches or anybody, it, it really helps us make better decisions. It helps the, the players make better decisions, get better fits, and hopefully we can, we can see a higher percentage of our players get through all four years, graduate from that school, and, and really have a great experience. Oh, yeah, I think, I think research is so important because you want to make sure you're going to a good fitting school. You know, it's going to be, you know, it's a short four years, but it matters a lot because it kind of sets the tone for the rest of your life. Exactly. It's, and it's something that, 
I know some of the big schools, they, they have to recruit really early. And that's, it's just a, it's a thing that we don't do here because I don't, I don't feel at 14 or 15 years old that you probably know as much <laughs> as you're going to know at 16, 17, 18, those sort of things. So I know if you, you talk to a lot of those players that committed really early, not saying they had a bad experience by any means, but they probably wanted something different when they were 17 or 18 than they did when they were 14 or 15. So um, sure. we kind of look at the players being a little bit older when they make that decision just so they have a chance to, to compare. Because if we, if we really get into recruiting with someone, I want to see them succeed. Uh, it, it may be here as a Great Dane. It may be somewhere else. But I, I look forward to, to hearing great things about them. Hopefully, I don't have to see them do great things to us. But uh, hopefully, we can, we can hear about them do really well some other place. I, just, I want them to be happy and understand that, that you go somewhere. You, you spend four years, you get your education, you graduate from that place because, I mean, to be honest, we're, we keep a ball off the floor. That's really volleyball yeah. is kind of what it's broken down to. And, and I tell all of our recruits, you're going to be a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, a mother, a wife, whatever it is for a lot longer than you're going to play college volleyball. So I want this to be a great thing and I want you to, to enjoy it, but it's also about getting a lot of the other lessons that you learn through college and we just get to use sports to do it. So I think we're gifted in that way that a little bit better than the, the average student that has to search out clubs and different things to be involved in. We, we have our club, we have our team and, and we've got the ability to, to learn a lot of great things. And it's, it's more exciting to me to hear about players getting married and having kids and being successful in their job down the road than how many kills you got last night against whatever opponent it may be. I mean, those, those are great things, but we really want to see success down the line. So one of our players just graduated with her um, doctorate um, and from Ohio state and had a, had a great career was America East player of the year uh, one year, but to, to see her graduate, with that degree and, and moving forward that that's really the great thing to see oh no I love that I love that it's so rewarding you know seeing all of the efforts you know be rewarded mm-hmm. so I think that's awesome that's awesome thank you for sharing that with us just what's your next adventure uh hopefully it's getting back on the court right now I, I'd <laughs> love to to get back out and and see some volleyball it seems weird to to have volleyball be such a a big part of my life right now and not actually be able to go see or do any volleyball. So um, we're hoping for everybody to be safe and healthy that this, this pandemic moves the right direction and we see numbers improve and those sort of things. But um, I think getting ourselves back to the America East championship and and competing to go to the NCAA tournament again, that's, that's our goal every year. So we've got banners in the gym with years on them and, and to be selfish, I, I want more years up there. I want to see um, more championships and, and have, uh, I joke with the players, have, have more ugly crying when we, when we win championships and, and do those sort of things because they're excited about where we're going. We're, we're always looking for uh, the next chance to do that. And, and hopefully this year with everything that's going on, we, we get that chance and we can get back out there and have as normal of a season as, as we could hope as, as far as travel and, and fans and things like that. But um, it's always about kind of taking that next step. And um, we joke that we got a ring this year and we got more fingers, so we need to find more rings. So <laughs> it's going out and working hard and, and doing better than we did last year. Oh, no, I'm excited to see where your team goes. And I can tell, you know, the passion and excitement you have for the sport. And I, I know that translate, 
translates to a team. And I'm excited to follow your team and see where you go. Well, thank you very much. Yes, and thank you for joining us today. Like this, I had a blast talking to you, and I'm excited for everyone to, you know, listen to this conversation we had. And um, again, it was just great talking to you. So thank you for joining us. You too, Morgan. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, it's it's great to get to to talk about volleyball and travel and and all the different stuff that that the sport has allowed me to do and and hopefully allows a lot of other people to do in the future. So I'm very excited about that, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.